Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today. I welcome you to Wow, What a Show. This is the podcast outreach live of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. And we are in a series titled Apples of Gold, Reading Through Proverbs. We have many readers who have joined with us in this process, and we are just about halfway through. So we're going to get uh, started this uh, with uh, Proverbs chapter 16. We're so glad uh, that God has brought us to it. We're right here in the middle of the action, right? We are halfway through the book of Proverbs. I'm going to um, talk again about what it is. it means to say, wow, what a show. The Lord is opening it, that scripture up to me so much more, Psalm 19, and uh, how it relates to our title. The Lord God is uh, every day by the declaration of the very day that we live in. The heavens are declaring God's glory. The firmament, of course, is showing his handiwork. You know, when you consider the stars and the moon and the sun that gives light by day and the glorious light, look at how much light we get in a day. That alone is worth meditating on. And then the the, the psalm, and I'm quoting Psalm 19, says that the night unto night shows knowledge. And the knowledge of the night is amazing because it is, if wherever you are, <laughs> except that the stars and the moon show, it is pitch dark, right? And we're learning from science that everything needs this rest period. And so God puts the darkness, he lets it overtake the the um the world because the sun has moved on to light another space. You know, the wisdom of God in doing what he does cannot even be found out nor questioned. That wisdom is what keeps man in good health and what keeps the earth in its good uh, producing or production uh, power that uh, brings, brings forth for us the harvest that we put on our table, of course, food. But then you have to look at the trees and the wildflowers and the herbs and all the things that are there. Even those things that are poisonous, we know that they're there for some reason, right? If only to test our obedience to him, as he did with Adam and Eve and told them not to eat of the tree that was in the midst of the garden. Because if they ate it, they would die, right? So there's some poisonous things in this world. If you eat it, you will die that do grow in the natural world. And yet they are there, but they're not there attacking us. Uh, they are there for whatever purpose God has, has made them. And sometimes, I don't know because I'm not a scientist. Other scientists might know. Maybe they are there to keep the balance of the creatures that are there uh, that we don't see. Or maybe they are there, like I said, to test our obedience. Nonetheless, God has done it, and it is his wisdom. And so we need to find out his wisdom, to ask him in his word, what is your wisdom regarding these things? And if he doesn't tell you, okay, you don't know. But if he tells you, then you do know. This same psalm says also the law of the Lord is perfect. Verse 7, that 
converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. And um, so we're reading Proverbs, and that's what we're finding, right, that in the in the um, very motives and intents of our heart, the Proverbs are speaking to us and giving us the wisdom to guard our lives day in and day out. Light Touch has come. Thank you so much for being here. She is a faithful witness and a faithful servant of God. And I'm so uh, thankful to be in relationship. Thank you so much. So chapter 16 says, and I begin to read the subscript or the title from for this in my Bible is Moral, Ethical, and Spiritual Precepts. Moral, Ethical, and Spiritual Precepts. The preparation of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. The Lord has made all things for himself, yes, even the wicked for the day of evil. We are going to contemplate that and really think on it. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Once again, let's think on this one, because if that is so, then we are being um, admonished and we find our way derelict. So let's go. We want to revisit uh, verse six, verse seven. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. Amen. On uh, verse nine, a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Ten. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. Oh, again, we're going to meditate on that one. A righteousness, a righteous lips are the delight of kings, and <clears throat> they love him that speaketh right. The wrath of a king is a messenger of death, but a wise man will pacify it. In the light of the king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. 
how much better is it to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better is he to be of an humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Hmm, praise God. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whosoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Um, <clears throat> the wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Praise the Lord. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He that laboreth, laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. An ungodly man digs up evil and his lips there, and in his lips there is a burning fire. Whoa, that is really to be considered. A forward man sows strife, and a whisperer separates chief friends. A violent man, man entices his neighbor and leads him in the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to devise forward things. Moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. The hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. I like that one. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that rules his spirit than he that takes a city. Hmm, powerhouse. The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. Praise God for these proverbs <clears throat> and light touch because they're just the two of us here. I think I'm going to reserve, you know, um, too much expose for the evening. It's probably, um, you know, what we, we should do anyway. Yeah, the, the whole chapter is a powerhouse. It really is. You know, as, I was, as I was reading, I was trying to separate the ones that we have kind of gone over before and, um, you know, pull out those that we have not, but I have more in the column <laughs> than I intended to because even some of these that in principle have been uh, prior spoken of, are, he's punching it a little harder here for us and we, we ought to hear. And Light Touch, join me in this one uh, for this evening. Uh, I have a review of, of verse one 
uh, verse 8, 12, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 24, 27. Oh my gosh, that's almost the whole chapter. <clears throat> and then the others are to me a little bit, um, a little bit uh, repetitious, but I stopped because I don't find, I don't find that the way these are stated, that they're fully repetitious. So I let's just for the morning, yeah, line by line. <laughs> that's right. So precept upon precept, that's what it is. The preparation of the heart of man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Now that is, um, that sounds like, you know, um, every every heart and every man, every man's heart and every man's tongue is prepared by the Lord. And to some degree, I think there is energy in that uh, for, for faith that God has given us a heart, right? And he has also given us a tongue and he is prepared by his constant uh, invitation to peace and the display of his glory. He has prepared that heart to be able to uh, receive and to be in submission to the greatness of his being and yet we are not we are not in in in, in um, alignment with that we turn away we rebel and we don't see it <clears throat> and i've heard the verse two kind of picks it up and helps us to see it all the ways of men are clean in his own eyes but the Lord is weighing the spirits. He's weighing the motives. He's weighing the behaviors. He is weighing the response. And even though there, there, there's a preparation there, there is a, an inclination of the heart in man. And, the, and there is a, a response to this magnificent glory that God gives us. Still, a man will devise matters by his or own own mind and heart. And uh, we were in prayer this morning. My, what's been on my heart for some time is uh, since I've noticed, you know, this, this I, I, and I didn't notice it really until I was working in a high school. He has given all of us the ability to exercise our own reason. That's what happens. Yes, uh, light touch. We are <clears throat> given this will to do. <laughs> and, um, is in having been given the freedom to think and to choose, we choose to be uh, disconnected from the source of our own lives. And that's just sad. It is really sad. So God has given us the inclination. And I think uh, one of the philosophers wrote that there's a void in man's heart and, and he has to you know, it has to be filled with God before man is, is going to be satisfied. And, uh, excuse me, I have an itchy nose. So that is true. It's, it's our own choices that take us away from the very things that we quest for and that are found in God and God alone. So by his grace and power, we pray that men will stop worshiping at the feet of, or at the altar of, as the old expression goes, education and temporal attainment.
people are very proud of themselves when they finish college, when they finish high school first. Well, well, wait a minute. When they finish, <laughs> what is that preschool? We got all these graduations and all these applauses going. And, and, and right, is you know, children should complete and, and do the things that are, are necessary to prepare for life you know, to, for jobs and all that, you need some training. But that stuff alone does not guarantee a good life. Many people have achieved greatly, not only in in uh, education, but, you know, in the marketplace and have, oh, just drastic lives. They're not happy at all. So verse 3 says, commit thy works unto the Lord and Thy thoughts shall be established. So that's right. Spirit and truth by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and uh, find truth in the word of God. That's right. Uh, encourage our children to be trained and to, to you know get skilled and use their gifts to glorify the Lord. We train them to get it all to be glorified. Uh, and there is no place for that in God's creation, his created order. We are not those to whom the glory is given, but we rather with everything that is in us, give the glory to God. And both the Lord has made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. And why do we think that this day of evil, it comes upon us? Because if God did not drive us um, uh, to understand him, if he, if he wouldn't give us the opposite of himself, that would, we would be all the angels. You see what I mean? <clears throat> we would all be in glory and we would be the robots of God. We wouldn't be the people of God nor his children. I believe that the diversity, the diversity is uh, an out or a um, benefit of free will. That the Lord has given us all this, you know, uh, ability to perceive, to see, to uh, translate, to recognize, to describe, and and to approach things very differently. And in that happening, what I think he has done is imparted to us a little, a little bit of himself. And <clears throat> when we do that, if all things point in the right direction, they expose again his glory. And we are supplied by the unity of our, or the composite of our unity. And so there is a reason, and you know, I, I, I can't even begin to ex describe the reason except by my own, you know, ability to think here. And I ask the Lord to direct my thoughts so that they are coming at least, you know, I don't know, a silly millimeter, so to speak, uh, uh, to a silly centimeter to the correct interpretation of this word, but again, it is my my perception. And again, with verse six in our reasoning choosing, we are best to please our <clears throat> we're bent to please ourselves. Well, you know, I'm bent right now to try to please the Lord in in this 
um, because I believe that the wickedness, the evil that I have recognized helps me to stay on the side of the Lord. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm saying that my motive and my intention is to discern God and his will and way in the scriptures. And I think that's what, I, I know I know that, that that is what every believer aspires to do as he or she matures. And that is to please the Lord, to discover God's way in whatever we do or whatever we say. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. And now for me, without God, who is our source of unquenchable strength. Right. God is our source. And um, when, when a proud person, proud in heart, for example, God is not pleased with that. And this verse says that though hand join in hand, he shall not go unpunished. A man who is proud. Um, pride leads us to uh, be be in the position that light touch is written in our own reason and choosing. We are bent to, to please ourselves. We are bent to exalt ourselves, to uh, bring attention to ourselves, to make ourselves look like the very source of ourselves, which we are not. We are not. And so the proud are brought down. And even if uh, you know, folks get rally around to try to keep them up, that still is not going to hold it because the Lord God is going to punish all iniquity and all evil. By mercy and truth, uh, he shall not be unpunished, says the uh, verse six. Per, um, no, I'm sorry, by mercy and, mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Isn't that something? The word says that it's the goodness of God that brings me into repentance. So mercy and truth show forth iniquity. It's God's way. Um, so when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Why would it not? A man's ways pleasing the Lord means that he is living righteously. And that means he is in good relationship. He is not uh, frauding his, his, his relations. He is not frauding neighbors. He is doing good to others. And so even though you may be, um, you know, despised for your righteousness, you have no quarrel because the righteous man does not give you a quarrel except one that you create yourself. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenue without right. I'm telling you, without the, the, the way of righteousness and righteousness before us, I mean, what good is great revenue? But if you have little and you are still a righteous human being, like it is written in the verse before, God will make even your enemy dwell in peace with you. A man's heart devises his way, or the Lord directs his steps, even that's right. I can plan to do a thing, right? I can, I can want to go there. And, and the Lord, if I'm his, if it's a wrong direction, the Lord will direct my paths away. If it's you're an evil person, the Lord might let you fall into the ensnarement of your, your choices because you have yet to learn, right? 
that God is the giver of all life and good things. So a divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresses, does not transgress in judgment. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, that the Lord has divined, he, he has set up governments for the good of the order of societies. And so if a king is set there, uh, he is going to, whatever sentence he pronounces has been allowed through the office that he holds. So that divine sentence comes out of his mouth, meaning everybody's going to do what he says. His mouth should not transgress in judgment. In other words, he shouldn't make mistakes, but, but kings do. They do. And the Lord does indeed reward a, a, an evil uh, king like he rewards evil people. And in his own time, we have good experience with that in the, the king Saul. He was set up by the Lord. He was also taken down by the Lord because of his unrighteous ways. And a just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the in the bag are his work. So I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that everything that you put in a bag to create this measure, this weight is from the Lord. And so um, it, it, it is all from him. And so a just weight and balance are exactly what God requires. And he is concerned with the just balance. He requires it from everyone because he is the giver of everything good. And there would be nothing to measure if it were not for our Father and our God. It is an abomination to the king to commit wickedness. And there it is. So we connect now. 10 is connected to 12, verses 10 and 12. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. Once again, good morning, uh, Sister Reams. The throne is established by the Lord as a way to keep order and to provide uh, an, a certain equity and justice and provision for people to kind of set people in in a relationship such that things that go on within that society are good for the upkeep and uh, provision of everyone there. So then um, <clears throat> wickedness committed by a king is an abomination. And honestly, you only have to read Old Testament to see what the Lord thought about all this wickedness from the so-called kings. They were kings and God had established it because man asked for a king. God never intended for there to be kings. So when we get mad at, at all these dignitaries out there calling themselves king and queen or giving themselves, a, a, you know, uh, control, complete and absolute control over a people, God is looking at that. And when they commit wrong, the Lord has a recompense for it. It is an abomination for kings to do such. We also see that in God's punishment of David. When David, the best king that ever lived, when David committed sin, and he did, you know, he could have committed a few there that were right pretty big. <clears throat> the Lord judged David and gave him the recompense for his deeds. David was at one point running after being um 
crowned or anointed king. He had to run for about 13 years away from the king who was jealous and didn't want him there. And then after David became king, and he was a good king, he really was, he cared for the people. Um, but he committed some sins that God saw because God sees everything. And because David was in relationship with God through the prophet that the Lord had set before him, the priest Samuel, I mean, Nathan, David was caught. And Nathan, he heard Nathan when he came and told him of his sins. And he asked God for forgiveness. And he asked the Lord to be his judge and not to deliver him to the people because he knew that God would do the right thing. And the Lord did. And David learned. So he was set, you know, he was at odds with his son for his own throne. And uh, then he was um, punished for his uh, uh, putting Beth, Bathsheba's husband on the front line. God corrected David. So don't think that people are getting away. Uh, and if he's correcting kings, you know he's he's uh, correcting us. So verse 14 says, Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speak right. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. I think that is self-explanatory. When you are righteous and you're speaking the right things, you're telling truth, you know, you are, you're not bearing false witness. Why would it not be the delight or re represent a king in a right and, and a delightful manner? And they love him that speaketh right. You know, I, I can't go further with that because I kind of don't can't decipher it. But that's kind of what I think it means that uh, even a king will respond favorably to anyone who's speaking uh, according to righteousness. The wrath of kings is as messengers of death, but a wise man will pacify it. Absolutely. If we don't recognize that... Um, the power in a king, right? We'll talk against them. We'll say uh, all manner of evil. But while that king has the power, he, he has the, the power to, to squelch, as it were, to silence through death if he chose anything that is uh, perverse to his own ears. When a king speaks, that's what it is if he if he's displeased in the light of the king's countenance is life and his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain and um <clears throat> that these are connecting now talking about the rulers the kings of the earth that um and, and you know what i think if we kind of see the the order that god is establishing you understand that the this king thing Again, it was requested of the people to have a king. It was not God's design for the rule of men. The folks asked for the king. And since the, because of the, the, the wicked nations had them, you see. So God's own righteous people wanted to be like the rest of the nations and have a king. I guess they thought God couldn't fight for them, even though he had already fought for them. And by his declarations, they had won in his leading. So you got this king thing going on. And God, he told them that if you get a king, he's going to take your land. He's going to rule over you with, with unrighteousness. He, he, God already warned us what this stuff would be like. 
because the wickedness of other kings was already enforced. And because men individually have an individual and self-focused uh, uh, reasoning, their motives are very selfish. And in that selfishness, there's pride. In that selfishness, there's anger, un, you know, just un, uh, anger without a cause. And so their pronouncements can be very dire for those who displease them. I believe that, that all this discourse about that king is about that. Absolutely, we must. Well, we we have to respect authority because whether they be evil or, or or righteous, because if we don't, they are prone to their own selfish designs, and the Lord has allowed it. I think that that's what we are being told here, and so we have to be very careful. Um, <clears throat> how much better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding rather than even the choices? See, this is the middle. This right here in the middle of the in the of the chapter, and always right in the middle of the chapter, I'm astounded with that particular verse that just kind of clinches everything. It just tells you exactly what what is important here. And once again, we are hearing that it's better, right? It is so much better uh, to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding than to be chosen chosen than silver understanding to be chosen than silver. So um, we're spending the time here to get to know the wisdom of God, and we are learning just this lesson in all you're getting. You know, that, and, and in all you're getting, I'm going to include in that not just the knowledge that you uh, gain from study, right, but also all the stuff that you gain from working and, you know, and chasing the dream in America, we say the American dream. And we know the American dream includes a good job with a good salary, one that you can boast about, and all the entrapments that come with that. A great house, beautiful furniture, wonderful clothes, you know, exquisite hats, you know, a costly vase for your flowers, no less, when a jar from the kitchen cabinet will do. Um, all the, you know, just we spend money on all this. So we take pride in these things, a great car. And, and I tell you, I went to a church. Now I'm guilty. I am guilty. But I want to tell you this before I got so guilty. Um, I was in a church, right? A great church. It was great worship, right? But the church was leaning towards the name it and claim it kind of um, philosophy that was going on at that time. And um, so the pastor had devised a plan for getting uh, the, the people out of debt. And he asked that Sunday morning, how many people had debts? And the whole church raised their hand. I mean, I, except me and Tad. We had, you know, we had our debt, but we was mortgaged. And he he, he uh, clarified and categorized his debt and costs and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> yes, the U.S. dream for sure. And here is the end of the that my my uh, description. So the people were under heavy debt, and I looked at the church. I always sit, you know, towards the back in the church. And um, or in an assembly, not just back. Even when I pay money to go, I prefer to sit in the first balcony, you know, kind of in the middle there because I get a better view. 
And I looked around, every woman in the church, I'm telling you, every woman had purchased hair for their head, except me. Now, you know, I could have felt like really uh, left out or not quite so fashionable or so, you know, so gorgeous. And I remember that morning thinking to myself, wow, you know, it's, it's very costly to go to the beauty parlor. I always thought so. More money and to get your nails done and your toenails and all these, you know, exercises. Now, listen, you can do what you want to do. I'm not talking about it. I'm saying that Phyllis never, I never thought I had enough money to do that. And then the cars that were sitting in the, in the parking lot, some were Mercedes. Of course, there were doctors in our congregation. They probably could have afforded all these things. And I just remember that morning very much and thinking, what a shame, how horrid is it that we are living in the best neighborhoods? We are, you know, wearing the best clothes. We are frequenting the best uh, beauty parlors and we're buying all these things. And yet we're sitting there so laden with excessive debt, excessive debt. Now I am, not, I said I'm guilty and I am because I have gone through a period of excessive debt. Well, excessive, you know, I had, um, what do, you, what do you call those? School loans to the wazoo, which I, you know, I tried to make my my poor, oh gosh, you know, you try to be a good parent and you have to fight with these bad children. <laughs> They're not bad, I'm sorry. They're children of a, who, whose plans go different than they plan. And so sometimes parents are left holding some bags. And I also had a habit of using credit cards even when I had cash. So I got myself into a little bit of a pickle and truly the word that kept coming back to me was, oh, no man, nothing but to love him. My mother and father said that all the time. So of course that is the wisdom that kept coming back to my head. And I uh, finally, you know, have crawled out from underneath some of that. And it only happened, whatever. You get guilty of this stuff, you know, but if, if wisdom is trailing you, then you come alive to that wisdom and thank God for sharing um, what, what you need to know in order to be free again and to be delivered. And for all of us who have not yet gone into that kind of stupidity, really. I think it is stupidity because you know that you don't want to live with all these bills, right? You don't want to live with heavy debt. I would really rather live in a very small uh, house and have, it, this is funny. I go through so many periods where I just want to give up everything, right? So I wanted to buy something called a Velo Motor because I was sick and tired of a car payment. Ooh, you don't even know. Um, <clears throat> a Velo Motor really is a covered motorcycle. So I looked and looked and I found the thing. And then when I tried to buy the thing, which was only about $3,000 or something, maybe it was four or five or six, I can't remember. But I wanted it so bad. And, you know, the Lord must have blocked that purchase for me, knowing that I would be up and down the highway and that Velo Motor was probably not going to do the right thing for me. But I never could buy it. I was going to give up the car. Truly, I'm giving up the car because I'm saying the gas is too much and the car is too much. And then these cars break down and you have to spend all this money trying to keep them on the road. And I was thinking, <clears throat> all I have to do is, I, you know, I go less than three miles to work. If I just get there and back, even in the cold, I wouldn't even care. 
that's how bills will really serve you uh, in, in a negative way and you want to be free. Yeah, all is vanity and vexation until you at a point you just say, what is the point of this, right? So that's what it is. So better to get wisdom. Let wisdom follow us. Let wisdom guide and teach us than to be you know, compounded with that which is uh, not wisdom. And the understanding of that wisdom is like choice silver, so it says. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keeps his way preserves his soul. I think that's self-explanatory. Pride goes before destruction. We had a full conversation on that. Pride does not lead us to the uh, position or it doesn't help us to gain, the, uh, hold the position that we may gain through uh, our pride. How amazing is it when people hear other folks' good ideas in a job setting and they claim the idea for themselves so that they get the um, the position instead of the person who actually had the idea. You know, I've, I've been in the workforce and, and I've seen this kind of stuff happen. I, some of this stuff has happened to me, to, at least in my interpretation of what happened, right? And I'm saying to the Lord, <clears throat> You know, you're so creative and anyone who really seeks uh, to have a creative idea, all they have to do is listen to their own heads because you give it to them and then understand that everything that we, we can have a creative idea about everything because we're not everybody. You know, we're not we're not so knowledgeable that we cross the gamut of all areas of of, of uh, endeavor. But where you, if you're placed in a place where you ought to be, you know, everybody there, you're happy that everybody does have creative ideas because you could never, you could never supply all the needs. We just are not that smart or that endowed. God has endowed some of us um, more than he has others of us, but all of us are endowed by God with creative ability. It is stupidity. My husband never believed in debt. I was careless and so carefree. How foolish. Absolutely. My husband doesn't believe he, he'll take a debt. You know what I mean? If he and then he will he will uh, cease to live until he's paid it. You know, if he just has to do it. But that is true. It is stupidity. It is a lack of wisdom. We'll put it that way. Pride goes before. OK, better is he to be of a humble spirit. Pride goes before fall. Better is it to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Yeah, because pride goes before fall. Pride goes before destruction. And so we don't want to be in league with the proud of heart. By the way, if, if a person is proud such that he will do whatever to uh, bring the attention and the glory to himself, you are never going to be served by being in league with him because you cannot get the glory. He always wants it. Okay, he that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whosoever trusteth in the Lord he is happy. That's just yeah, what it is. The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Right, the more we uh, bring into ourselves a knowledge of God, the sweeter it is. And that is right. <clears throat> so we have 
someone in whose name I cannot pronounce. It uh, looks Arabic to me, but there it is. We welcome you this morning as we are going through Proverbs chapter 16. Just, you know, um, limited com comments because we'll be back this evening at 8.30 to read. And I think our reader will be Anna. <clears throat> there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are death. We, we covered this in the last chapter. You know, being being uh, directed by your own uh, eyes, your own heart, your own designs. We've spoke to that earlier in the chapter. A man chooses his own way, right? Even though God has prepared a way, you can't do it. We, you know, we just are are not good enough to do it our way and to prosper in the way. And I don't mean prosper in terms of gaining money or position or status. You 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 know, you may get all of that but you will end up without the, the very peace and the joy that everyone seeks in life. I don't care who you are, where you're from. Everyone wants good, good relationships. Everyone wants to live at peace and not at war. At, I mean, in relationships, everyone wants the joy of life. And that is found, of course, in Christ Jesus. He that labors, labors for himself, right? What we do, supplies us the person. We labor for ourselves. We're not laboring for anyone else, you know? So he that uh, labors, labors for himself. And um, I'm sorry. I, I just kind of, I think I looked down at the wrong verse. So I want to go back to uh, verse 22. The wise, I mean, verse 21, the wise in heart shall be called prudent and the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Okay, and 22, understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that has it, but the instruction of fools is folly. We talked about that, right? Um, a fool just is not even, it has no understanding. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So why would his instruction be anything more than folly? He doesn't have understanding and he is not living with the knowledge of the Holy One. So definitely we want to be careful in our relationships where we take our counsel and where we are being instructed, right? The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth <laughs> and adds learning to his lips. Like some of these are stated, they just really bring a joy to your heart because that's exactly it. If you're if you open your mouth to speak, then it is out of the heart that you do speak. And if the heart is wise, your words also will be wise. In verse twenty four, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. We talked about it again. It's an emphatic statement. When we speak pleasant words, when we are returning soft words in wrath when we are counseling with love. This is health to the bones of the hearer and even to your own bones because you're not in strife. You're not in opposition to yourself and others, right? There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof, it, it, absolutely. If you don't know the way, and you're, you're leaning on your own understanding, you're devising your own plans, you're moving in a direction 
it could really be so very wrong that death is a reward. And I don't mean death after death. I mean death while in life. You know, it could be premature death. It could be many things. An ungodly man diggeth up evil and his lips. And in his lips, there is a burning fire. Well, that just is self-explanatory self-explanatory as well. In his lips is a burning fire. What is it that Jesus Christ said that the tongue is set on fires of hell? It's a burning fire, right? Oh, it's, it's so important to learn to speak appropriately, to learn to speak wisdom, to learn to uh, disperse the knowledge of God. That is wisdom. A forward man sows strife and a whisperer separates chief friends. That's self-explanatory. A violent man enticeth his neighbor and leads him into the way that is not good. There you go. He shuts his eyes to devise forward things. Moving his lips, he brings evil to pass. Ooh, don't you just know some of these people, right, who are just so quick to tell somebody what to do? Uh, or and and they're they're devising all the time. Uh, and you know, I had a boss, really and truly. I had a person that I worked for, not with, <laughs> for for a moment, who devised an evil plan against um, the person that we worked for together. Right, and I thank the Lord. You know, I'm, I I was young and I was not. I wouldn't say I was a wise person. But in that thing, I said, we can't do that. We can't do that. That wouldn't be right. And the Lord, you know, protected and kept me. And I went, she she went out on, on leave. And I, so it was up to me. And by the, the grace of God, I bought, I bought out of that project what should have been rightly done. The Lord gave me that opportunity. And so... Thank you, Jesus, for it. I look back now on many of the things that the Lord kept me from, and I just bless his name. Amen. Choose the way of the Lord, not your own way. He can see further than we can. You got it. He surely can. And when he warns you, you better be warned, you know, because if he says a thing is not good, he will. If you do not follow him, you'll walk right into it. Yes, Sister Light Touch, I am here visualizing wisdom sitting at a door, watching the foolish rush by heading towards calamity. Oh, sweet wisdom, where were you during my youth, my heyday? <laughs> wisdom says I was I was sitting by the door watching you rush by. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. She always makes me laugh. Absolutely. You're sitting there. Wisdom is watching. Wisdom is probably trying to tell you a thing or two. You know, me too. <laughs> but we're so busy moving in our own designs, in our own heart. And Lord, thank you for mercy. Because we think we're doing a good thing. You know, I dare say that some of the things that we did in our youth did not affect others uh, in a positive way, uh, but we were really, really out of balance. And the Lord is now, you know, he kept us and I, and we're grateful for that. He kept us, but he didn't keep us for us to continue in the way he kept us to learn until we learn. Oh, yes. Don't feel stupid. 
and looking back over my life, woe is me. There is, there is, but for God's grace, hallelujah, we can all give praise in that. The Lord, our God is a sun and shield. He gives grace and glory and no good thing will he up, up withhold to them who walk uprightly. Now we have to know that uprightness in God is walking as best we can in submission to his will when at last we understand it. He shuts his eyes to devise. Okay, we did that one. The hoary head, this is mine. You see, the hoary head is a crown of glory. <laughs> if it be found in the way of righteousness. Now, I'm not calling myself, well, I am. I'm righteous by the blood of the cross, right? God has redeemed me. And he stands in my stead. God, I thank you so much for every sin that was ever done. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that the Lord uh, did to me was gave me gray hair early in life. I have had gray hair for so long. It's not, I can't even remember not having gray hair, really. <laughs> so busy trying to live life. <clears throat> Praise God for his grace indeed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know what? Listen, and I'm saying, I think maybe one of the reasons I got gray hair, where my mother used to tell me I was going to have gray hair early because I had red hair young. And she would say, um, you have pictures before you're gray. I, I have pictures before I was fully gray, but I've had gray hair in the back of my head since I was 19, that's when I first recognized that I had it. But the hair on the the, the, the uh, fuzz hair at, at the top of my hairline was always white-ish. And mother would say, you're going to gray early, Phyllis. You have all this red hair. So see, it was like this red, white fuzz uh, uh, around me. And surely and truly, I started graying and I just kept graying. And um, I remember when my girlfriend, I guess I was about what, I don't know how old I was when Carol got married, but I was married and, and I was, a, so I must have been about 38. And she didn't want me to be her bridesmaid with gray hair. Can you imagine that? But she wanted me to be her bridesmaid. So I went off and I, um, you know, I got my hair dyed for the first time. And the hair was red 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 excuse me <laughs> and then the hair turned green 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 and it went pink 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 and i went to a uh, where another wedding was given for my niece and while at the wedding everyone was saying that my hair matched my my outfit i had on this little pink and gray outfit i'll never forget it so I've been gray for a long time. <laughs> Wear your gray royal lady up there. Yes. And when people look at me, they say, woo, you know, but that's okay. It's been there forever. And I praise and thank the Lord that because of his grace and mercy, that I am found in the way of righteousness. Not that I am a perfect human being. Not that I know that I have a long way to go. Not that I don't understand that the love of God has covered me and that he died, Lord sent Jesus Christ to die for my sins and to continue to uh, improve my way in him. I know all these things and I believe that hoary head served to, I don't know, teach me something about 
pride and um, conformity because I can't even really dye my hair and get the color that I choose. And I'm told that that has to do with your uh, your uh, physical makeup. It's kind of, you know, um, what what nourishment you have in abundance and, and what, what is not. That's what the beautician told me. So it's sort of like that. She said it could be an iron deficiency. It could be lots of things. So who could, I'm not going to pay somebody to tell me what it is. I just, you know, do what I do when I do it. I'm gray a lot. And then I'm, you know, kind of redhead from time to time. But that's been my lot since forever, you know, when my children were small. But God has, you know, look at him. He, he gives me a, just a joy. The hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. So I'm going to give the Lord thanks. I'm trying now not to do anything, but let it just be and uh, try to find a, a, a style that won't make me look so aged and decrepit. But I am grateful that I am of the redeemed of the Lord. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Listen to that, you all. And he that rules his spirit, he's better than one who takes a city as strength. Ouch, you were stinging. Well, <laughs> I was stinging. Oh, styling with gray before gray was cool. <laughs> all those colors, you got that right. Uh, all these colors, right? So, um, and yeah, I did style. I had no choice. So praise be to God. But look at this too. Slow to anger. Oh, slow to anger. Strength in that. Father, fix us. Thank you, Lord. Fix us. Make us truly the righteous of God. And let us really take to heart these pro these proverbs. Let us really ingest and you know be filled with your wisdom so that our lives are the better for it. Not just for ourselves, but for those to whom you will keep us in relationship. I bless your name for it. Oh, Father, and thank you for those who come to hear. Bless them and give them strength, Lord God, through and by the very words that you've spoken here. Mm, needed my water this morning. Thank you. The, the lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. That's such a, a profound and final way to conclude this chapter in the book of the Proverbs. How lovely is it that the Lord takes time to bring us out of our lack of understanding into our understanding of exactly where wisdom comes from and where knowledge and understanding are found. We thank you, Lord, for that. And God, you have been good enough to uh, give us the strength to continue to come and may we, you know, find it again as one more time we rejoice at the end of this chapter for all that we have discovered here. Blessed be your name forever and ever, Lord God. Continue to bring us up and make us satisfied in you and turn over 
our very thoughts and actions to you before we move forward. Father, I pray for the youth of today, for younger people, and for those who do not know your great wisdom. Father, they're questing for those things which the world has told them are worth having. And I'm not down on gold or silver, not at all. These are the beauties, beauteous gems that you have set here. I am, Lord God, aware that to quest for the way the world has, first of all, made them very costly, even though they come out of your ground. And a lot of us cannot enjoy their beauty because they are, you know, pounced on by greedy men. Lord, but, but even, even that being what it is, it's better to have the jewels of your bounty, peace, hope, love, joy. These are truly, truly the, the uh, gems of life. These are really the riches of life. And make us satisfied, God. Help us. Help us in our way so that we are really, truly enjoying the fruits of our relationship with you. We bless you for it. And we thank you. And we give you great uh, praise. Thank you, Holy God. We praise your name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We strive to commit our way to God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. I pray every day that I will yield to God's leading. That's my heart's desire. Trying to get wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. Yes. Ah, glory, glory, glory to the Lamb. Hallelujah. May you have a really great day as we move forward in it bless you. And if God so chooses and you will to do so, I'll see you, if not this evening, tomorrow. Be blessed. God bless you now. Thank you for joining me.